We need reversal, a change, God's intervention. Part 1 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor There are many people across the earth that are beginning to see how corrupt and decaying the world and its systems are. People everywhere are looking for answers. Churches and educational systems do not have solutions. Money cannot straighten the world up. In fact, it is a huge source of our society's problems, and the governments are clueless as to what to do. Humans turning on humans is at an all-time high, be it through wars or a disgruntled individual. Poverty, lack, sickness, fear, anxiety and stress, depression and hopelessness are the norm for many. Why is this happening, and what can be done about it? There is an answer to both questions, and every human on earth can help do something about bringing a change, a reversal, a whole new way to the earth. First of all, let us address how we ended up in this shape. Scripture shows us plainly. Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 through 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Mankind was originally in the image of God. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Creation was put in the hand of man to lovingly care for it, be responsible guardians. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, physical fruit trees. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. These were spiritual trees as in Isaiah 61, verse 3. Genesis, chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, or feed on its intellect. For in the day that you eat of it, consume its counsel, you shall surely die. Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 3 Now the serpent, Satan, as in Revelation chapter 20 verse 2, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, meaning him, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now here is the lie that the human race chose to believe, resulting in all rebellion and sin. Genesis chapter 3 verses 4 through 5 Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, his counsel, your eyes will be opened, 
and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. God's commandment was given to protect them from evil. Don't touch. Don't eat. But they thought His law stifled their freedom. They wanted to make their own choices apart from God. Choose what they considered good or evil for themselves. Eve swallowed his lies and well. Let us read on in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, fruit from the lips of God's arch enemy. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. The whole human race would pay dearly for their rebellion. Everything mankind has done since that moment has been through the knowledge they chose. It is from the wisdom of Satan that this world evolved. It is from his wisdom that we have handled every area of our lives, as we are descendants of Adam and Eve. What we feed on shapes our nature, so instantly at the fall our nature became like that of the adversary and has gotten more so over the years. Right off, Cain killed Abel. That was only the beginning. Man became more and more wicked as time went on. Let us skip over to Genesis chapter 6 verses 1 through 2. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Angels could not have done this without rebellion to God's law on the part of humanity. Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 through 7 Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Everything we had been given dominion over was made a part of our sin and rebellion. God was so angry with mankind and the angels for crossing species. Everything was purposely created as its own kind. All had been calculated perfectly. Every part of creation was perfection, in harmony. But we as humanity caused all to be out of order. If God had not spared Noah and his family, the earth's inhabitants would have been extinct. Let us read on in Genesis. Chapter 6, verses 11 through 14. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. In the Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew Dictionary gives the choice of earth or world here as a definition. Since the earth or planet abides forever, world would be a better choice for number 776. So God looked upon the earth. 776, world, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. God said to Noah, 
the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth, 776, world, is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. 776, world. We know the earth was not destroyed. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. Let us skip on down to Genesis chapter 6 verses 17 through 20. For sake of time. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die because of our rebellion. But I will establish my covenant with you, Noah, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, all one species to start over. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you, they shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. Genesis chapter 7 verses 20 through 23. The waters prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved on the earth birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things that were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. Even though mankind was given a fresh start, they still walked in the same knowledge chosen for them by Adam, so their nature did not change. Wickedness therefore took place almost immediately as they descended from the ark. Genesis chapter 9 verses 20 through 24 reveals this. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk, and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward, and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his younger son had done to him. Not only did man think through Satan's knowledge, but now they had gathered knowledge from the fallen angels that lived among them. So you see, much of what we do today had its origin with the wicked angels. Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, spoke from the book of Enoch, the seventh from Adam. I would like to do the same that we may have a clear understanding of how things grew to the evil proportions they are today. Let us read page 35 of the book of Enoch, chapter 7 and 8, to better understand the damage to the human race 
as well as the angels caused by their interaction. Enoch, chapter 7, and all the others together with them, the leaders of the angels, took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them, no account of them resisting their advances, and to defile themselves with them. They taught them charms and enchantments, the cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants, whose height was three thousand ells, who consumed all the acquisitions of men, and when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. Cannibals. And they began to sin against birds, and beasts, and reptiles, and fish, and to devour one another's flesh, and drink the blood. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones, men and angels. Enoch, chapter 8. And Azazel, one of the leaders among the fallen angels, taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. On page 90, we see the results. Enoch, chapter 69, verse 11. For men were created exactly like the angels, to the intent that they should continue pure and righteous. And death, which destroys everything, could not have taken hold of them. But through this, their knowledge, they are perishing. And through this power, it is consuming me. The offspring of the cross between man and angel were killed at the flood. Their spirits are not welcome in paradise, nor the heavenlies. They are not something God directly created, so there is not a place of rest for them. To see where these spirits are today and how they affect us, I want to include one more excerpt from page 43 of Enoch. Enoch, chapter 15, verses 8 through 12. And now, the giants who are produced from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies, because they are born from men, and from the holy watchers, is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, and heaven shall be their dwelling. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. The giants left their bodies at the flood, and their spirits are now confined to earth. These spirits need bodies to live through. They use us. They cause us to war against each other, destroy the earth and all on it, abusing the natural balance of creation. What we term addiction, for instance, is a spirit satisfying itself with food or drink. They cause illness, depression, death. They particularly hate women, because if it weren't for them, they would not have been born to live such a horrible existence. They are creatures that don't fit on earth or in the heavens. 
a mixed species that constantly harasses us. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst, and cause offenses. Addiction. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men, and against the women, because they have proceeded from them. Born of rebellious mankind and rebellious angels, these spirit creatures are cruel, wicked, evil beyond imagination. They have been spirit guides for mankind since the flood. We have lived much of our lives satisfying their greed, lust, and appetites. Without knowing it, we have been their captives. They have controlled our minds by projecting their thoughts to us and held captive the hearts of humanity, filling us with their appetites for pleasure that kill and corrupt. Our lives are absolutely filled with their lust for perversion, hatred, and filth. Through breaking God's commandments to not touch or taste of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, we as the human race have made a mess of all creation. How much mess? We will discuss this in part two of We Need Reversal, A Change, God's Intervention.